0: And we're back. So we might need to break out the snow shovels. Not sure if snow plows are going to be required or needed. But if so, you uh, if you're listening in Chatham-Kent this afternoon on 980 CFPL, uh, good news is you can call the snow plow by name. Actually, uh, Dave, David Spargala, of uh, control is always behind the controls. Uh, you found this uh, online. Uh, Chatham-Kent, uh, they've named all of their snow plows?
1: <laughs> yeah, it, it popped up in my Twitter feed last night. And I had to send it to you guys. It's amazing. I mean, people are geniuses when you look at these names.
0: They're really good. They're really inventive. And Absolutely. There's,
1: there's 12 of them. I couldn't believe it. <laughs> what, what was the story? I think we did it a couple of months ago. There was only like four or five of them.
0: Well, it was Just Calgary, one. if I remember, yeah. was uh, last month. It was in November, and they ran a contest in which kids could name the uh, snow plow there. Right. So Chatham Kent has taken this one step further, and they have named, uh, I would think, I don't know if this is a dozen names, this is all of the plows in their fleet, maybe?
1: I would think so, yeah.
0: Yeah. Favorite name on the list?
1: I mean, there's so many, um, I'm going to have to go with snow one Kenobi just because I'm a Star Wars fan. <laughs> that,
0: that is nice. so good. So good. So good. Mary for you, is there one on that list that stands out?
1: That was definitely one of my top two. My other favorite is Sleetwood Mac.
0: Yes. <laughs> the, not, it. not to be outdone also by Sled Zeppelin for you. Classic rock fans. <laughs> love it. No kidding. Right. Sled Zeppelin so and great. Sleetwood Mac. Uh, I think uh, for me, and again, all of these names—they're all winners. They're so good, uh, but Buzz Ice Clear,
1: genius. Yeah.
0: I mean, come on. Yeah, it's
1: so good. Yeah, yeah. I, I wouldn't—I wouldn't be able to come up with that.
0: <laughs> no. G- Gordy Plow mm-hmm. as well, not bad either.
1: Yep. Yeah. Uh, I shovel. Mm-hmm. I mean, come on.
0: That no, might be no the brainer. winner. Yeah. that might be the winner. So, uh, you know what? I think we could all use a, a reason to smile these days, and particularly when there's winter weather, when there's a lot of snow accumulating. And uh, I'm not sure. Are they putting like plaques on these uh, snow plows, I like with their so. names? I, yeah, I would hope, I hope so, so. Yeah, yeah. and then they you win. Yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> this is Darth Blader hitting the road. <laughs> great. The one I, thing I wouldn't like to see is, and I'm sorry, kids, but the plow that comes by that's... Called schools not canceled. That right. is uh, just a dagger yes. in the heart right there.
0: <laughs> oh no! Yeah, because I was thinking a lot of families might come out to the end of the driveway to wave at their favorite <laughs> plow, but schools not canceled is not going to be a favorite. No. It's not going to be popular. It's get snowballs thrown at it. Okay, uh, since the legalization of marijuana back in 2018, of course, a lot of the talk has centered around the legalized versus the illicit market where canadians would be and where they are getting their marijuana and it appears that we're starting to see a bit of a significant shift in that area and for more on this let's welcome in cannabis expert mitchell osak from quanta consulting mitchell joins us now here on global news radio hey mitchell good afternoon
2: good afternoon to you too jeff
0: all right it is uh, finally happened it seems right legalized sales now outpacing the illicit market is that right
2: Uh, That's what's being published. I'm not sure I would get too far ahead of our skis on that, but definitely the trend is towards the legal market over the past two years.
0: All right. And why are uh, we seeing a bit of a sea change, if you will, here?
2: Uh, A variety of reasons. Uh, Many more stores opening, particularly in Ontario. Um, Average prices coming down, quality going up, greater selection of products. A lot of positive uh, momentum behind the industry.
0: Okay, and more than half of the cannabis uh, bought uh, between uh, July and September, so I guess over the uh, summer, if you will, the summer season, was from legal retailers. That's where we're getting a lot of hope when it comes to those that uh, are champions of the legalized market?
2: Well, this is where I would, I would put up the, um, the yellow light. Um, according to the, that was an OCS published, Ontario Cannabis Store published fact. Um, and what they're saying basically is, um, how much wheat they have sold in Ontario, and they are the official um, monopolistic uh, wholesaler in Ontario. They're basing their number, the denominator, on what Stats Canada provides as the size of the illegal market. My belief, and the belief of many others, is that Stats Canada through uh, methodological concerns and so on, has underrepresented the size of the illegal economy. I actually believe it's a lot bigger than Stats Canada does.
0: Well, I was about to ask that very question. How do you quantify the illicit or illegal market?
2: Um, very slowly, very carefully, and with a lot of assumptions. What What's important is that you understand how We understand how Stats Canada does it. And how they essentially do it is through a series of surveys they send out to Canadians, as well as through online crowdsourcing. So it's all self-reporting data from Canadians. It's no more scientific than that. And it's not like the illegal economy is going to be calling up uh, the Canadian government and actually telling them how many grams of weed they sell across the country in Ontario. So I think the numbers... The official numbers from Stats Canada are much lower than they truly are.
0: All right. Having said that, here are some uh, hard facts, some hard numbers we have. Uh, according to the last uh, quarter, as we mentioned, July through September, sales when it comes to cannabis legalized sales totaled nearly $400 million, which is roughly double. It's up from uh, $204 million in the same quarter last year so. Obviously, some good news on that front for uh, those that uh, distribute uh, pot, uh, pot retailers, pot shops, and and the government as well.
2: A hundred percent, and it's got nowhere to go but up, And and I believe it's going to go up, continue to go up significantly. We still have roughly 3 million Ontarians that live in municipalities with no legal cannabis stores allowed. And those include ones that circle the uh, Toronto, like Markham, uh, Mississauga, and Vaughan. So three, 20% of Ontarians have no access to a brick and mortar store in their communities. So that's one of the reasons why I think uh, the Ontario cannabis store might be understating their numbers, because so many Canadians don't have a, an option to go down the street and get their weed. They still are going to their dealer.
0: Okay, so that's really interesting because I think anecdotally a lot of people have felt and uh, maybe there's been some reports that there's just too many pot shops that they've given out too many licenses and maybe those pot shops are concentrated in certain areas and then there's certain areas or markets that are underserved.
2: Yeah, absolutely. They're concentrated in the area that I live in. They're concentrated in Queen West and in a number of the other neighbourhoods in Toronto. There is absolutely clustering going on, and um, that's problematic both for the the operators of those stores and to a certain extent for the community. Yet there are major parts of Toronto, the GTA, and even Ontario that are underserved by legal stores. Um, I expect that situation will eventually sort itself out. But in essence, we still have a long way to go before we get the right number of stores allocated to all of the areas across Ontario so all Ontarians have equal access.
0: All right, just finally, Mitchell, what is the biggest factor? Is it that that we were just talking about, uh, accessibility, uh, more stores where they're needed, or is there something else that uh, will really uh, see legalized marijuana sales uh, take off uh, down the road?
2: I think it's a trifecta, Jeff. One is more stores, in underserviced markets, that's a big one. Number two, continuing falling prices in the legal market. Right now, the average price per gram of legal flour is roughly 7 750 a gram. The black market is selling, in some cases, better quality flour for $5, 5 dollars 5 a gram, or in some cases, even lower. Number three, greater awareness among Ontarians and Canadians that there are a lot more higher quality different product options that are not available in the black market, but that consumers can go into a cannabis store and purchase.
0: All right. Got to leave it there for now. Mitchell Osak, CEO of Quanta Consulting. Mitchell, much appreciated as always, and enjoy your weekend.
2: Thank you, Jeff. Be well.
0: You too. Back after break here on Global News Radio.